0: Hello everybody, welcome to a special 9-11 edition I can't believe it's the 19th anniversary of that disgusting false flag event um, We want to talk actually a little bit, I'm Ralph DeLugas by the way And you are on Truth is Stranger Than Fiction um, Truth is Better Than Fiction I have a lot of things on say I'm kind of a little bit all over the place today I want to talk a little bit about Elon Musk and really all of the corptocracy and just how obvious some of this stuff sure is. But once you once you decide to look at things a little more critically, I guess, um, and I think that is the key. To, for me, in, in my like – take 9-11, for instance. I think it is – well, it, it hurts to think about. Um, and, and people will say, I can't believe our government did that. Well, our, our government per se didn't do that. Congress is – absolutely inept and incompetent as they are most of the time they certainly didn't vote to butcher thousands of people in the name of bringing greater control and power upon us and destroying the constitution a little more um but nevertheless um the lie was perpetrated and it is in some of the highest annals of power in our nation um and i want to uh I guess, for me, the, the, the most disgusting part of it is, is places like the NSA, or not, yeah, NSA too, but the NSF, and particularly NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology. These lying scumbags absolutely have bent and twisted and contorted all of the, many of the known laws of physics to pretend that what happened on that day is, as they say, and they won't revisit it, not even when the families are sued. Or, or sue the sue the government just to even get them to admit the truth things like tower tower 7 building seven and that molten aluminum doesn't look like molten steel i mean that's a that's a that's an observable fact that i can see many times a week every time as i'm getting older and more forgetful when i forget to turn on my coolant on my machining center and i cut aluminum at high speed without coolant i see molten aluminum and you know what it looks like it looks exactly like normal aluminum. it doesn't glow cherry red it It needs carbon, you need iron. You need alloy steels components to glow cherry red. But all of these facts are completely ignored, and it it's why the government has such a bad name if they would just a few people stand up and do what 's right. but anyway, wishful thinking um I want to talk I guess before we get um, into Elon Musk. You know what, actually, let's just talk about Elon Musk qu- quickly. Um, I heard that, uh, I think it was last week, a couple weeks ago, that Tesla has now passed Toyota as the most valuable car maker in the world. Um, and how amazing is that, right? Who in the heck believes this nonsense? Who believes that Zuckerberg, that creepy little weasel, started Facebook all on his own, all on his own right? And Gates and Bezos and all of these guys. I don't believe any of these guys. Did anything like what they're said? Someone like Elon Musk—is he so smart, so incredibly brilliant, that he is not only gone from from not even being in existence to the most, the largest and most profitable—not the largest, but he's the most profitable—I believe—is what this is what this uh, is referring to, car maker in the world. When companies like Toyota, very good companies, and even Ford and GM, they're dying on the vine. But for some reason, Elon Musk can make cars and make so much money doing it that he can create his own little NASA. He can create his own little research arms to, to develop things like these neural links, this cyborg creepy. sew a computer in your head, whatever rubbish he's working on. Isn't that incredible? Is he so smart that he can do all these things? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. All right. I can't say I know for a fact, but, uh, in my opinion, uh, this, uh, this Elon Musk is a dirtbag, and his source of brilliant ideas is the uh, central banking cartel in Kane. I think it's the same group, and uh, going along the same lines. When you look at his his little space program, launching the uh, the uh, Skynet or Skylink, I think it's called. If you think 5G is bad, wait till that thing gets fired up, and all of the ionized air around us, all of the all of the uh, nano aluminum uh, sprayed throughout our air becomes ionized with this high energy propagating from this satellite network that this Elon Musk, you know, bless his heart. He just wants to help people. He's going to give us better internet access, right? I don't know, man. It stinks to high heck. And I am beyond suspicious. Um, and I think we need to wake up to this sort of thing. I, I, um, did a little bit of a looking into the Royal kingdom the other day. And I, I think it was pretty interesting. Um, Elon Musk's grandfather, his name here somewhere, Doctor Joshua Holdeman, an American-born Canadian and head of te- Technocracy Inc. Um, this organization, backed by the Trilateral Group, isn't that amazing? Uh, which is Rockefeller and Brzezinski, uh, the the globalist Satanist scumbags, the same names. Um. Yeah, these, these are the power behind the Bezoses and the Elon Musk. So I think Elon Musk, they try to make him be a little more rogue, right? Like he spoke out, I know, a few years ago against AI. Uh, don't believe a word of it. I think um, when you look at all this, I think it all ties back to uh, – hey, Brian, have you ever heard that, uh, that it was these same groups, like the, the Rothschilds and stuff that actually first started communism – have you ever heard that tie before? I, I yeah, through through the crown and, and through other means. I I, I think all this kind of goes back. In my opinion, um, I think we can trace this all the way back to Cain. Um, this central banking cartel, this ruling through money, has been the strategy from the very beginning. Um, and while uh, I, I, I like you guys know, I like that I like that uh, good old Bible. It's one of my favorite history books and um, as I've looked into a bit, I've, I've been a little more fascinated lately. You've heard of Ezra's eagle, haven't you, Brian? And you haven't in uh, in the Apocrypha. And this is, you know, this is the Apocrypha, and a lot of people their ears close right there. They think, you know, the King James Version is the Bible, and that other stuff is just, you know, some rogue something. But that was part of our canon in America until uh, 1880. Um, we know what Joseph Smith said about it, and what the Doctrine and Covenants. If you're a member of my church, um, Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, we believe there's truth in it. Um, and anyway, so this this book of Ezra, it's the same Ezra that's in the uh, Old Testament. Lived around the time of, I think it would have been Daniel, right um, after Isaiah. Um, he saw an eagle kingdom. I bet you, I bet you a lot of you guys. I, I would point you to a man named Stephen, or not, yeah, Steve Prout. I think Steve Prout. P R O U T. If you do Ezra's Eagle, you, you'll find this guy. He does a lot of presentations on it. But the short version of it is Daniel, um, or this Ezra saw an eagle kingdom has three evil eagle heads. And in my opinion, those three e- evil eagle heads is the presidency of Satan. Satan always mirrors God's kingdom, um, and they rule and reign. This eagle kingdom spreads its wing over the ho- wings over the whole earth. Its left wing um, had. Fifteen feathers on it or some, and it starts with Hoover, and it says these are kings that rule this eagle kingdom, according to the eagle heads. And Hoover was a regular length feather, and then there's one long feather. It says he ruled a long time, far longer than the rest. Happens to fall on Roosevelt's time, and then there's regular length feathers, and then there's a short feather. It says in the prophecy that his time was cut short. Happens to be Kennedy. And you have another long feather, then we have another short feather. Uh, according to this prophecy, his time was cut short. That happens to be Nixon. Then we have like four or five or however many it is, regular feathers. It's kind of a small picture here. Um, and it ended with, uh, with Obama. And then on the right wing, we start, and I don't think this is right wing, left wing. I don't think it's that at all. I think it's just, in my opinion, it's more things that are generally on the left hand side of the Lord. He's less fond of than things on the right-hand side, if we could maybe draw that paradigm. But on the right wing, we have no more long feathers. And these kings of this eagle kingdom, it says this king uh, came into power and sought to rule unto himself and didn't listen to the eagle heads. That's a pretty fair um, summary of, I think, our current president in many ways, um, I hope. And his time is cut short. Every, Every feather is cut short. For the rest of this eagle kingdom. And there's only one, two, three, four, five feathers left. So if Ezra is correct, then uh, Donald Trump's time in office will be cut short. That doesn't mean he's not reelected. But in my opinion, it would be more like reelected and forced out of office by one of three ways. And we all know what those ways could be. But um, I want to talk a little bit more about some of these other beast kingdoms, the lion beast kingdom. I love ancient history and I love to try to dive into stuff and discover what the origins of things are. Um, I'm looking at the British crest, and uh, I want to tie this into royal bloodlines and talk a little bit about the history of Great Britain. Who's the lion? Who are the lions? And the lion that will take out this single kingdom after the uh, rough road that we have ahead, the civil war and so forth. Try to bring a little light and a little different perspective to some of these things, and we will talk about that and a little bit more about the Rothschilds after this short break.
1: of nature changing the world one life at a time
2: i've had a lot of really great days back to back which has been a huge blessing even my doctor told me uh, because they asked me to bring everything in that i take on a daily basis he was very encouraged by seeing what i was taking and he he said he didn't care how many i had he said it's food and the form that at the end was something that he was very, because uh, he's an avid learner and he's always researching and uh, he's, he's always excited to see new things. And he told me this would be good. This will help you immensely with the nutrition that you need.
1: Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-246-8751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA.
3: The health care enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a health care program. Sign up for Liberty Health Share today. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash joe carey. That's LibertyHealthShare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y.
2: I'm Wayne Alarute for Cornerstone Asset Metals. In the last six months, trillions of dollars have been printed out of thin air, drastically diluting your buying power and future standard of living. Today, you have only one choice protect and preserve your future savings and standard of living. Protect your retirement, protect your children's future. How do you do that? With precious metals. Back in 1970, a paper dollar and a silver dollar were equal in value. Today, your paper dollar buys less than half a gallon of gas, while a silver dollar buys over 10 gallons. More proof positive that gold and silver protect your wealth and future buying power. Take advantage today. Roll over a portion of your IRA or 401k into a precious metals IRA. Only for way dollar listers, Quarterstone will waive all transfer costs up to a $1,000 value. So you'll open a precious metals retirement account for no cost. No one else in market is offering this deal. Don't delay. Protect your wealth now. To register for more information, call 888-8-GOLD-NOW. 888-8-GOLD-NOW or go to QuarterstoneAssetMetals.com.
0: everybody, welcome back. Um, we're talking just briefly about some of the uh, prophecy of da- uh, Daniel. I-, I think this is pertinent to us. I-, I think many of you are probably feeling it. I know I'm feeling it that things are just changing. things are not even like they were a year ago, right like things are definitely accelerating and I, as we seek to find peace in this world and as we seek to find direction, I like to look to this to sources like the Bible. To realize, hey, there's a plan, and this is going according to the plan, and the 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 boss of the whole plan has got this handled, and I don't need to freak out. But um, I want to talk about we we mentioned briefly the Eagle Kingdom, what's going to happen to that, um, and we know that uh, if you've read the uh that my other favorite book called the Book of Mormon, the the history historical account of an ancient American people, um, they were visited by Jesus Christ, and he spoke. Of, of an eagle that's going to be uh, basically whomped on by a lion coming out of the forest. And this lion is an interesting character. We got we'll go all the way back to Joseph when he spoke of the scepter not ever being removed from the lion's hand. Um, we know many uh, Tiamara and I think Jeremiah, um, certainly uh, Joseph of Arimathea, Mary, um the children of a very sacred father, all fled to Britain. And I think they were part of who was originally the original ruling families in Britain. Um, When you look at their crest, you have a a king, um, which is a lion. And interesting that Daniel describes this end time lion kingdom as a standing lion whose wings are plucked, whose heart is cut out. Who's made to dance. Isn't that an interesting account? You look at the British crest; really everywhere in Britain, you have this standing lion. Um, and we know at one time, the sun never set on the British Empire, right? And after World War II, especially, they've been greatly reduced in power and dominion. Their heart cut out, made to dance. I think the same families... Um, part of which, one of which would be the Rothschilds, many of which his names will probably not ever know, uh, took over the crown through various means. I don't know if they infiltrated the family. Some people say DNA alteration. I I can't say. But there's no question the crown of uh, Britain today is ruled by incredibly evil people, in my opinion, um, doing incredibly evil things. But the other half of the crown, we have this uh, unicorn. And as my sons pointed out in our little lesson the other day, the unicorn has a crown as well. Only this crown is around its neck, and it's attached to a chain. Um, You dig deep enough and far enough, this uh, unicorn represents Ireland on its surface. But uh, after a little digging, um, you get to uh, the tribe of Joseph. The unicorn represents Joseph. The lion represents Judah. I think this could be a, a fair crest for many American families. Um, real briefly, there's two other eagle kingdoms I find this fascinating. Um, Daniel saw a leopard kingdom with four, uh, with two sets of wings that was uh, made to rule, was given a uh, rule. This wasn't a conquering kingdom. It's also, there's also a fourth kingdom, a bear kingdom, which uh, conquered and ruled by conquering. So if you look around our world, can we find these kingdoms in our world? Well, a bear kingdom, that's not hard to figure out, right? The bear that ate many ribs, that'd be Soviet Union, communism. Well, let's think about this uh, This leopard kingdom. Who do we know that's a leopard or a panther and then two sets of wings? Interesting, the other ones have eagle wings. This character doesn't have eagle wings, just sets of wings, in my opinion, and I often looked at this and figured this was the EU because Germany is the bulk of this critter. It's a four-headed leopard. Um, and Germany is the bulk of, you know, the power of the EU. Um, but these wings, you know, Germany's symbol also is a bird. It's an eagle. Um, and uh, France is a, a Gallic uh, rooster. So that would explain the wings. But I've often thought, hey, how come Britain isn't in this, right? Right. Well, we know it just happened not long ago, right? Did not Brexit happen? So uh, that explains where Britain is in the uh, Leopard Kingdom. So a little, little glimpse into that for you guys. Um, won't get too much into that. But I do want to talk a little bit about, I oh, no, know, I've lost my place, a little bit about some of the current news stories that we've got going on. I think they're important. You guys know I'm pretty big into crustal shift. And uh, I just like watching the signs of the times. It's just kind of been something I've been driven to do. I've been really interested to to see there's a lot of talk uh, going on about EMPs again and HEMPs and solar flares. Rightly so. Our shield right now, the more I study this, I think we're down a good 30%. So where a a Carrington-level event uh, would have taken out our grid and that's estimated to be around an x20 to perhaps an x 40 or even 50 by some accounts solar flare um, I've heard estimates as low as maybe an x5 or an x10 would absolutely fry our grid now um, And I talk about this with people and they look at me like I'm completely mad in fact my own wife we talking about this a couple nights ago and I was talking about just you can EMP, EMP proof things fairly easily. It doesn't take a real sophisticated strategy. Just taking something, um, a box, take a shoe box and wrap it, uh, put some things you want to preserve, you know, your your radio, your, your two-way radios, and if you have a ham radio set or something a little bit more higher powered, I wouldn't worry about your cell phone. You just chuck that thing in the lake after an EMP, it's not going to be any good anyway, but you know, maybe some... You have some of these like gold zero little battery packs and stuff like that. Um, put it in a shoebox or any kind of a box, and just wrap it in a layer or two of tinfoil with no gaps larger than one millimeter. And this would be a f- pretty sufficient uh, EMP shield. Problem is you can't you can't open it. Don't leave it open. And the interesting thing about a high powered what what it will do is it will take. You know, depending on the source, if it was just a high altitude uh, nuclear blast, depending on what kind of nuclear blast, too. But approximately 50,000 volts per square meter will be everywhere instantly. And the problem with that is that will... Things that are made of metal, it won't hurt us. We, we will be absolutely immune from this. But anything that, that is a, a metallic conductor of metal, like the power lines, all these substations, will be fried. Um, that power will go in series and all this, you know, one square meter is 50,000 volts. You go 10 square meters, you're 5 million volts and so forth. Um, it will absolutely vaporize and fry all of our grid. And The sad thing is all of our transformers and such have been made in China for a very long time So if we lose our entire grid in one massive event We can no way replace all that stuff in any sort of a reasonable time And You guys probably know what happens from there. So I like to kind of keep an eye on these things We're seeing a lot more super bolts. We had three events this past week that I would call super bolts um, and there's a lot more hubbub coming from uh, FEMA and stuff like that, sources like that, that are saying, you know, EMP, we need to start hardening our grid. We should have started hardening our grid 40 years ago. Russia's grid is almost fully hardened. I would be shocked if China hasn't uh, hardened a good portion of its grid. And our grid is hardened all right, but it's hardened in the underground cities, the uh the – the, uh, uh, what does what dumb stand for now? I'm not thinking – it's the uh, – The underground military bases, I'm forgetting what the what the D is. Maybe it's deep, deep underground military bases. I think that's what it is. Um, And and make no mistake about it. Those things are everywhere. I've interesting story about that. I have a good friend. um, Not a good friend, a pretty good friend. I've had dinner with a few times and had had a few long visits with his name's Dr. August Dunning. He uh, was a former NASA engineer and worked on a lot of the uh, shielding for um, Mars probes and stuff, and also a a brilliant mechanical engineer, and he actually worked on some of these tunneling machines, some of the older versions in the late 70s. He was telling me they work, and it's kind of complicated, I won't get into all the X's and O's of it, but they are, if if you imagine a a machine moving along, cutting a 60-foot diameter hole at two miles an hour in solid bedrock, that's the kind of equipment they had in the late 70s and you think wow that's got to be an excavation nightmare right what do they do with all the dirt and rock there is oh all right we'll finish this after this short break
1: Radio News with Chris Barnes. It's the 19th annual remembrance of the 9 11 terrorist attacks on New York, Washington, and the crash of Flight 93 in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. President Trump and Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden both plan to attend ceremonies in Shanksville today. Last night, a Towers of Light tribute was held there to remember those who died when the hijacked jet crashed in a field. This man in attendance last night said,
2: It was our. Pearl Harbor for our generation. And, you know, these lights represent the souls that went up to heaven.
1: Vice President Mike Pence will be at one of two memorials being held in New York City today. A service will also be held at the Pentagon. About two dozen people now dead in devastating wildfires, burning millions of acres across more than a dozen western states. Dozens of people are also missing in California. And this is USA Radio News. Police in Portland, Oregon, are no longer allowed to use tear gas against protesters, even if they turn into rioters. The mayor had banned the use of tear gas in June, unless absolutely necessary. Then yesterday he banned it entirely, saying it's time to reduce the violence in that city. Portland has seen more than 100 consecutive days and nights of protests against police brutality. Lawyers for the four former Minneapolis police officers charged in Georgia. George Floyd's death won separate trials for their clients they're expected in court today to try to convince a judge to go along with their request senate democrats have succeeded at blocking a republican stimulus bill no democrats voted for advancing that measure in a procedural vote yesterday it was aiming to expand liability protections and unemployment benefits and you're listening to USA radio news
0: Okay, everybody. Welcome back Uh, after that short break. Hey, uh, we are in the middle of a conversation. Just quickly, I think it's worth mentioning. There's a lot of EMP talk going around. And um, a lot of people I was sharing a story my own wife is like, you want to tell me that that nobody knows about this ralph nobody knows that the grid could be totally smoked you think they seriously haven't planned for that like they would totally plan for that i was like well you know they have planned for it they've planned for themselves see i think i think if 9-11 taught us anything it's that they don't give a wit about the little people right we are chaff and um we're not really on their long-term plan um and they have a i was telling brian during the break i've talked with one of my uh engineer friends that uh, used to work for NASA Dr. August Dunning who's amazing that he's even still around to be honest he's been very candid about some of the uh, the wh- what we would call the secret space program uh, flying craft, some of the energy weapons that they have and particularly a, a system that he worked on, these underground boring machines um, and they are amazing This, this one that he worked on, this is in the late 70s, this thing punched a 60 foot diameter hole and it's Part of a, a, a system that would punch the hole, and then right behind it would come another uh, machine setup that would line it with extruded tubing. Uh, 60 foot-ish in diameter that was pre-plumbed with electrical and plumbing and all that. This is a massive setup and a massive, massive operation. It's not hard to imagine where our 21 trillion and I think it's a heck of a lot more than 21 trillion missing dollars. I would be very surprised if the number's not 100. When you're printing it and just writing checks and scheming, um, I believe a, a doctor uh, Skidmore. That first discovered this their latest numbers are getting close to 100 million of uh funny money and and bad books that are in our government's books but anyway this machine cruises along in the 70s now it's much bigger and much faster but it works by disassociating matter you would think there's no way this can happen how would you deal with all the dirt right if they, if they d- dig you know a, a huge county sized city underground in bedrock where is all the debris like that would be mountains and mountains of dirt well not necessarily because this doesn't there is no there is no excavating going on this is a disassociation of matter and it, think of like sintering or maybe like a laser blaster if if um that's what you're most familiar with but it's just through energy um and if you, and I've thought about this a lot, in my opinion, these things have got to be etheric in power source because there's no way that they could be cranking that sort of voltage with just some massive diesel generator or something, right? But pretty cool stuff. Um, love to have a tour of that, but I'm sure they won't be giving it to us. They also actually tied a lot of these bases into uh, ancient. This is kind of what made me think, uh, that this world has been a training ground for God's children in other eternal rounds or at least other earths Um, because there's so many of these tunnels and I guess they could all be just antediluvian. We don't really know how big civilization got between Adam and Noah. Um, But to me, I don't know, even reading like the book of Enoch, I think there may well have been pre-Adamites, which is just maybe other civilizations, other, other eternal rounds right this this world could have been used many times reorganized and used again but there's many 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 these underground cities and tunnels going everywhere. Um, it's pretty common now to hear of of submarine travel underneath the continental U.S., where they pop up in bases now in in Idaho and Nevada. Can't think of the lakes names off the top of my head, but we've done shows of that on that in the past. But I've heard uh, references of the, of even that more and more often, which is pretty exciting and cool. But um, so anyway, I'm gonna I want to kind of get back to a, a different topic I want to talk about an article I came across the other day one of my favorite things to do is look for signs of the times and I really am particularly fascinated with the Jewish nation um and they have are you familiar with the red heifers uh sacrifice you know about this 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 is an article uh, August 19th of this year a uh, rabbi, and the title of the article is, Rabbi inspects red heifers in secret location in Israel for use in third temple. Those that aren't familiar with the third temple, the first temple built by um, son of David, Saul. Was that Saul, Brian? Brian's our biblical expert. King David's son, I believe his name was Saul. Saul was before and after David. I think mean, Saul, S-O-L, I think. Anyway, Um. Um built the first temple and then uh, was destroyed. The second temple was was built uh, with the help of um, Cyrus and uh, after the Jews returned from captivity and destroyed in 70 AD by uh, Titus, where uh, every single stone was tore down. They were looking for gold is what they were looking for. By this time, kind of like every other corrupt kingdom that has sunk under its own weight of corruption, Rome was starting to really need gold for all of their wars and for all of their, you know, tipping out their citizenry and everything else. So they were big into finding gold. They were cutting Jews in half because there were rumors that the Jews were trying to sneak gold out of the city by swallowing it. And they busted up every last stone looking for things like the Ark of the Covenant. And they never found that. Um, that's because it was it's under, the, uh, under where the Lord was crucified in Golgotha, but that's another story. So anyway, they're... The talk is increasing. So, why is it, Brian, that they have to build or they have to do this red heifer sacrifice before they can build the third temple? Do you know? I read a little bit. I didn't. I think just from reading this article and a couple others, this red heifer sacrifice, um, this is a ritual that Hashem has commanded uh, to bring a cow without blemish. You can read about that in Numbers 19. Uh, this particular sacrifice. Um, renews, purifies the. Oh, what's the name of these guys? The temple priests, which their name is the. Mm, this is tying into another story, but. Well, I'll find it in a minute here. What the heck did I do with that? So, as I understand it, this will tie into. Uh, oh, here we go. It is the Conhem i'm sure i'm mispronouncing that but the um these are descendants of aaron and the priests of the temple and they need to be purified by this ritual a ritual that they have not performed in over two thousand years since their last temple was destroyed so this is really exciting um we know that a temple will be built before armageddon and that is all uh it's just another really cool sign i want to talk about something else on september 25th 2019 some five thousand seven hundred and eighty years, according to Jewish tradition, from the time that the world was created um, the the Sanhedrin held a conference for the emerging organization of seventy nations. This conference culminated in an animal sacrifice made by representatives of the nations on the Mount of Olives, in which they renewed the covenant made by Noah upon leaving the ark. This sacrifice was was uh, performed by Levites and officiated over by Kohanim priests, uh, who is a direct descendant of Aaron. These Levites are proven direct descendants from the tribe of Levi. Makes me think a lot about the saying that we've probably heard a few times, I'll like referring to the sword of Laban, which will be sheathed until the Levites make an offering in righteousness. Well, how could the Levites make an offering of righteousness if they didn't have this red heifer sacrifice and if they didn't have a temple? Well, they couldn't. And the exciting thing is we're about to see that. This red heifer is uh, in Israel is in preparation, uh, and these preparations are underway for some time for their third temple to be built. Uh, Many of these um, on the temple, they've they've established a temple. I can't think of the right name. It's a temple committee. Let's just call it that. They've got – I found pictures online of the altars that they've already built. And they've pretty much got most of the stuff stored and put away that they can put this thing together in less than a year. So when the red heifer sacrifice is offered, um, when that temple goes up, check a big box. I want to talk – Briefly about another sign um, that we uh, should be looking forward to, and that is the second eclipse, the sign of uh, Jonah. Jesus Christ said, a wicked uh, generation seeks after a sign and no sign will be given it but the sign of Jonah. Jonah. Well, what is the sign of Jonah? Many people in Christianity think, "Oh, that's the, that's the going in the whale, and he came up three days later." You know, kind of like a, a little token, a little, a little premonition of what Christ was going to do. You know, that I'm not saying that's wrong, but that's not the sign of Jonah that caused Nineveh to repent. The sign of Jonah that caused Nineveh to repent was a double um, eclipse, because we can. It's not hard to do this. Computers can do this for us. And there was a double eclipse at that time right over Nineveh, exactly like what we're going to have, putting a cross in the center of America. Interesting stuff. We're running up against the break. We'll finish this story after this short break.
2: hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law and we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small on purpose We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. A reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We or United Faith Mortgage
3: at UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Faith United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Milo Park, Grum, Melville, New York, licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access.org, Corporate Animalist number 1330, Equal Housing Lender, licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. The health care enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a health care program. Sign up for Liberty Health Share today. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash joe carey. That's LibertyHealthShare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y.
1: Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com.
0: everybody welcome back we are you are listening to ralph delugas this is truth is stranger than fiction um i want to wrap up by i guess first first i want to finish talking about the sign of jonah i really love if you believe the bible and i do um i think it's one of our best and surest witnesses is our best and surest witness the word of god right um and in there we hear of the sign of Jonah. We also hear that the stars were created and the, and the um, bodies of heaven for signs, right? That's one of the things in Genesis, Genesis we read that they were for. Well, we read that um, the in Revelation twelve. Some of you might be familiar with this. I don't. I think it's kind of interesting, and I, I'm a member of, I guess, a church that's a little bit. For whatever reasons, and I don't know what these might be, but these sorts of things aren't often talked about um, in uh, church meetings and stuff, signs of the times and any, any of this sort of stuff. And, and probably for good reason. I'm sure they have great reasons for everything that they do. But um, this Revelation 12 sign, you just can't get away from it. It, it. it did happen. It happened exactly as John foresaw. Jupiter revolved around in Virgo's belly for nine months and came out between Virgo's legs. It was the birth of a man child or birth of, you know, I think it's the birth of the coming political kingdom, for lack of a better word, of God. Because we know um, that things are gonna get bad. So don't get freaked out and don't lose heart when things get bad, because they're gonna get bad. We can already see they're gonna get bad, right? Well, they're probably gonna get a little worse, but no, it's gonna get really, really, really good. in opposition to this stout horn king, this evil kingdom that will eventually um rule and reign over the whole earth after after we've managed to kind of weaken ourselves through civil war and and controversy that's probably not a a shock to anyone listening then we're already a good bit of the way there um and the, the the right hand of the lord will rise this is the man that we call or the person we call the davidic servant some people call um although that name isn't exactly in scripture that way the servant is who how isaiah called him and it's kind of an interesting i think a lot of us christians are going to be just as oblivious of this servant as the jews were of the coming of christ that's about what um a really wise man named brigham young said about 150 years ago or so and uh, I think this sign in uh, this 12 revelation sign is one of the signs of this coming kingdom I think it's something we can look to and go yep okay cross that box off the uh, the double eclipse um, we can cross that one off and it just seems Brian and I were talking again during the break I, I've i been noticing just more and more how unreasonable people get I have people in my family that are uh, I know on both sides of this I have I have a, a niece that it's just so like you're just the devil if you don't wear a mask right like if you're if you don't have an n ninety five on your face then you are just an enemy of humanity and people are getting so polarized they don't they can't even be, you can't even begin to reason with these people you know it's was it, I think it was Jefferson that said uh, uh reasoning with the unreasonable is like administering medicine to the dead, right like it's just pointless you can't do it and I found myself wondering. Why are we getting so polarized? And I think at least a partial explanation, in my humble opinion, I like to tie things to energy because I'm an energy guy and we know the poles are reversing because we are we are our our, our, excuse me, our entire solar system is moving into uh, a high energy portion of the galactic current sheet this is what will cause the solar micronova, the sun to blow off its outer shell in anywhere from 10 to 40 years to me this is there are some things that i believe and to me some things are just imminent and that is imminent that's just going to happen um Kind of like the collapse of our currency. I, I don't think that's a question anymore. It's just a matter of when. That is another thing that is imminent, right? Well, this energy sheet that NASA, you know, everybody says we're flying into this. This isn't like, you know, conspiracy stuff. Um, it is causing our sun to do all sorts of things. It is causing uh, Pluto's already lost a good chunk of its atmosphere. It's causing all all uh, all the poles to reverse. In our solar system, including ours, um, so I've I've heard a lot of people kind of postulate, and these are like people like Corey Good. I think I heard David Ike say something like this too. Not to not to hold him up as a standard of truth, but I think there's truth in a lot of things. Even that guy says um, that this additional energy, which does uh, permeate our magnetic shield. Is going to make people farther in the direction that they're already headed. Right. So I think the wicked will get far more wicked, which would explain the things that we hear about in prophecy of people eating each other and stuff. Right. And the just, just, just the wickedness, right. We're already seeing that, aren't we? Um, and I think the good are going to get better. So I think the key for us beca- becomes, uh, to make sure we cling to the good and, um, I think we both have the ability or we all have the ability within us to be both good or evil. And I think the only, the only real hope we have for peace and safety through the coming civil war and catastrophes and plagues and famines is a firm reliance on divine providence. Um, nothing new, right? It was the only hope 244 years ago in 1776. And I think that's even more true today than it was back then. But, um, I don't know. I know. I know. Like many of you, it's um, it's kind of a drag everywhere I go. People look at me because I, I won't wear a mask. It's just for me that's right. And that may not be right for everybody. I've got another quandary. I'm sure all of you guys are dealing with this sort of stuff in your life. How much time have we got left for the? I don't want to talk over. About five minutes, sweet. My 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 dear angel mother, bless her heart. She passed away. Hmm about 12 years ago now and every year my family gets together at the cemetery and we spend a moment graveside and then we go to a nearby park and have and break bread right have a little picnic type thing my sister her family my father and you know about 30 or 40 of us and we've got we have the whole gambit in my family right I have a niece that's that's married to a a gender transitioning person and um they're Everything is Trump's fault and they're you know, they're they're of that persuasion and I have a father that For some reason has I think he's been sipping the Mitt Romney Kool-Aid and just absolutely hates Trump And he thinks everybody that won't wear a mask is a bad person and everybody that wears a mask is a good person And we've got you know, so we've got all this going on in our family and I don't want to be the bad guy That looks you know, that's a jerk. I, I know like many of you guys when I go to Home Depot I don't want everybody to look at me like I'm evil But I just, I don't know, for me, I decided long ago, well, a few months ago, after it it really got difficult for me when a lot of the higher, oh, I don't know how to say it tactfully, a lot of the higher ruling councils in my church that I'm a member of said that we should wear masks. Um, And I had to really kind of step back and take a look at things. And for me, the answer was that I didn't come here to walk my life out a slave. I didn't come here to compromise with evil. For me personally, I need to keep a pretty hard line for liberty. And um, I know the UN is corrupt and evil as hell. I know the CDC likewise to be so. And I'm not going to capitulate to them, submit to them, bow the knee before them or do what they say. So for me, wearing a mask isn't an option. So it puts me in a bad position. I don't want to offend people. But it's more important to me to be able to walk back to the presence of the founding fathers someday, hopefully after a life well lived, and Heavenly Father and Mother, and maybe even my dear Savior, and I don't want to have walked my life out a coward and a, a capitulator, right? So, but it makes it hard, doesn't it, when we have to have to constantly? I get really mad when people go, "Wow!" Um, I, I, there was a guy in my church um, that said, "Wow, I I can't believe some of these members won't even wear a mask. What are they going to do if we ask them to do something really hard, right?" That kind of made me a little bit displeased and angry because I'm like, do you have any idea how hard it is to fly on an airplane without a mask on? The amount of crap that you take, the amount of shunning and everything else, right? Um, standing up for liberty has never been easy and it's not going to be easy going forward. It's going to get harder and harder and harder. But standing for liberty is always the right thing to do, especially for those of us that are so, uh, I don't know, There's, I think there's just a percentage of us. You know, more like the maybe the sons of liberty of old and Gideon's men and so forth. I think that are just hardwired to be how we are. And I think God sprinkled us throughout this land and we need to stand and, and toe the line. So um, we're running up against the end of the show here. We'll have to save uh, Pastore till next week. But just in case you forgot, do not take the vaccine. Uh, Pastore. Louis Pastore's work is a bunch of rubbish, and vaccines were never good, and they're especially bad now. Don't take them. Say your prayers instead. Eat well. Tell your wife and your family you love them, and have a great week. We will be back here same time, same place next week. God bless and bye-bye.